If I ask you to name all the things that you love, how long would it take to name yourself? Some may never name themselves. They think it's prideful or self-centered to love oneself. And to be fair, the question doesn't lead a mind there naturally. Naming the things I love usually involves a list of ice cream flavors. So I get that you didn't think of yourself either. However, we have a complicated relationship with self-love. The fears include becoming selfish, lazy, a Kardashian, or all three. How we love ourselves informs and sets the pace for how we love other people. This is the only point you need from this post. But if you're unconvinced, and I suspect you might be, please continue. See, we doubt the progression that goes like this. Loving ourselves sets the pace for loving others. Yet for many of us, loving others is all we try to do. Given how hard life is for everyone, it seems fitting. We race toward the yawning chasm of brokenness in the world like superheroes, thinking self-care is for everyone else. You know, reality TV stars or social media influencers. As Feral Soul has come together and added subscribers, I promoted it exclusively through social media. So at this point, I know most of the people reading this. I know them to be hardworking, diligent, spiritual seekers, or committed Christians. In these early days, many of the names on the growing subscriber list hail from working class backgrounds in places other than Beverly Hills. You are indeed my people. So I know the impulse to recoil even from a well-earned compliment, let alone a poolside pampered afternoon without a to-do list. This loving ourselves isn't something we're used to. Caring for ourselves seems allowable, but love? Love me? That's some woo-woo stuff for fuzzy slippered softies. Here's the problem. When I think of most people I know, they aren't caring for themselves, let alone loving themselves. And if the minimum is out of reach, the outer limits are too. As I look out over the people today, those I know and those I don't, I see a weathered and tired mix of souls who have sped past caring for themselves long ago. So many are caring for others, spending themselves without taking breaks. It's beautiful, except the danger is there soon won't be anything for us to offer. Loving oneself is not self-indulgence, it's self-preservation. This seems intuitive and obvious. However, next time you board a flight and every time after until we all have wings of our own, you'll hear the instruction that in the event oxygen masks fall down, to put yours on before helping the person beside you. This seems like unnecessary advice, yet it isn't, just like this post. So how do we improve? First, we need to disentangle the idea of self-love from several things. The term self-care has been hijacked by companies selling spa packages and bath bombs. It's been contoured into language around treat yourself, feel goodery, and afternoon wine tastings. That's not what this is at all. If we see the eventual goal being loving others well, having grounded care for oneself is tactical armor for what lies ahead. Let's understand loving oneself to be the beginning of how love flows out to others. It's not just a reason to buy essential oils. When pastor, writer, and theologian Eugene Peterson put the Bible in everyday language in a book called The Message, he paraphrased the second most important goal after loving God as, love others as well as you love yourself. Hearing it this way gives an even better order to our love. One would think Christians would have a better grasp on this. They don't. Psychologist Dr. Peter Martin writes, throughout my clinical work, I have experienced a picture of admiration and sadness for how people relate to themselves and others. Admiration because they are often selfless and compassionate towards others. 
sadness because they're often unable to apply these qualities to themselves. Before writing this, I made the mistake of Googling, should Christians love themselves? The Christian camp has loads of baggage around this concept. However, the fears are misguided as they don't map to what I've seen in most people, let alone Christians. Kenneth Beavers in his book, Self-Worth Without Self-Worship says, a myth abounds that says you cannot love anyone unless you first love yourself. This is not true. People with very low self-esteem can easily love others. In a way, projecting love out to others can sometimes be about gaining value for ourselves. We weirdly bypass one in a brave move to achieve what we passed up. That sentence makes no sense, but attempting what it describes makes less. The assumption that people love themselves as a default is deeply flawed. Think of those for whom loving themselves is inaccessible, just in the people you experience daily. Further, the idea that valuing ourselves is a one-time idea to hear in people will be off and running assumes society, our family of origin, and habits of mind never challenge the notion that we're worthy of being loved. The examples of folks overindulging in shallow acts of self-care are not exhibits of too much self-love. Instead, I think they're examples of people compensating for lack of value. They're trying to fill a void. My sense is you can relate to this. We all can. Redressing this is an ongoing work. In her powerful work, Already Enough, Lisa Oliveri writes, Living into new stories isn't as simple as saying them out loud. We must adjust our reactions, choices, relationships, beliefs, mindsets, practices, habits, and patterns over and over. We've patterned our approach to ourselves as if we can bypass this. Learning new ways takes at least the time it took to get here. To say it simply, if it's six miles into the woods, it's six miles out. Next week, we'll be looking at ways to change your habits. And just to put to rest your fears that this will lead us to overconsider ourselves, we're going somewhere beyond ourselves. Our destination is to love others well. To get there, we begin with a centered sense of our worth. The hope is we become more loving people, reflexively. A quote that created Feral Soul is worth repeating here. What if generosity of spirit became so natural to us, so unassuming for us, it's simply who we are. Sharon Salzberg. Be well, friends. See you next week.